much for joining me today. Let's acknowledge Jesus. Jesus, we thank you and praise you for being here today, for preparing us for eternity, for pre preparing us for to stand before you on that day. We love you. We give you all the glory and the praise, and we just thank you for taking over. In your name we pray. Amen. God is so good. He's so in love with us. And you know, he's been saying forever and ever, it seems like that he's coming. And he's not here yet because it's not his will that one should perish. He's long suffering, waiting for us to get to get, get it together. Isn't that awesome? He's so good. He's so in love with us. And Matthew 7, 21, Jesus said, not everyone on that day says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter into the kingdom of heaven but those who do the will of my Father. He said, many are gonna say, Lord, we did this in your name and we did that in your name. He's gonna say, I didn't know you, you who disregard my command away from me. You know, God was asking me to talk about today how that starts right here and right now. When we disregard his command right here and right now, really, that is the start of us not being able to enter into the kingdom of God when we leave here. Because, you know, when we know what to do and we don't do it, we're, we're practicing lawlessness and we're not doing the will of the Father. And in that, when you call those things to be not as though they were, when you're saying things to happen that don't exist, when you stand praying and things aren't happening, it's because you're not doing the will of the Father. He can't do anything. Unless you're in agreement with him, he can't do anything. That happened to me when my son was born. He was born with a birth defect. And I thought I was right with God. You know, we did this in your name, we did that in your name. And if I would have argued, I would have said, but Lord, I did this in your name, I did that in your name, what happened? But he's so good, he's so kind before I even got a chance to call out to him. He was right there and he said there was nothing he could do, but he so encouraged me. And he said, but that can change. You will see your son healed. And so later I found out what he meant is if we're not practicing his will, if we're not living in his kingdom, we're separated from him. We separate ourselves from him. We have to be 100% in agreement with him. To live with him in heaven, we can't have a little sin here, a little sin there, some unforgiveness here, you know, this, that, and the other thing. And so just like on that day, when we stand before him and we thought we were right with him, he's going to say, I didn't know you, you who practice lawlessness, you who disregard my command. Same thing happened with the virgins, the five foolish virgins. They weren't ready when Jesus came. You know, and that's the thing God is telling me, tell people to get ready, get ready, get ready. I'm coming, get ready. And people are so prideful, they don't want to get on their knees and say, Lord, what do I need to do to get ready? They just think, oh, I'm good, I'm covered. I, I can't wait to get out of here. But they won't consider the fact that they may be practicing lawlessness. They may be disregarding one of his commands. And the five virgins, they thought they were good. Lord, they went to get oil at the last minute. At the last minute, they tried to do everything they were supposed to do, and there wasn't enough time. And by the time they came back, they said, Lord, open the door. And he said, I wasn't acquainted with you. And then he said, therefore, watch and pray on that day that you're ready. Be active, doing what you know to do before I get here. 
So anything that you know that you're supposed to be doing and you're not doing it is sin. And that happened to me. Um, he compared me actually to the five virgins some years ago. And I was saying, Lord, nothing's happening anymore. I'm calling it. Nothing's happening. And he said, yeah. He said, because you're practicing lawlessness and um, you're disregarding my command. And then he started showing me the things that he asked me to do that I hadn't done. And things that you think that, well, maybe that's a choice. And, you know, you just push things off because they're not comfortable or you don't feel like it. And when he asks you to do something, that's actually a command. And you're preparing here to live in his kingdom when you leave here. And so whatever he's asking you to do, um, he's asking you to do to be in agreement with him. And even your assignment, what he's calling you to do to, to um, be a part of his kingdom, to bring people into the kingdom, your part, what you were created to do right here as a part of um, his quest to bring people into the kingdom is a command. And that's where I was at. He told me to write this book and that book, and I just put it off thinking I can't do it and it's too hard, and I had all these excuses. He's seriously going after his lost, lost sheep, and when we're Christians, we're a part of that. We're expected to do that greater work. He expects us to do that greater work, and so um, we just have to do it. We're committed to him. When you ask Jesus to come live on the inside of you, you're saying you're in agreement with him. And he said, if you believe, then you're going to do what I was going to, that what I was doing. You're going to do that greater work. If you believe, you're not going to be, your life isn't going to be about you. You're not going to be like the heathen, trying to figure out what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, and what you're going to wear. You're not going to be about that. You're going to be about his business. You're going to care about what he cares about. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind is to care about what he cares about. You're in love with him, and you can feel his feelings. Corinthians tells us we have the mind of Christ. And so often, it takes us so long to grow up. And I said this yesterday, I'm going to say it again. If you don't know Jesus, it's a good time to start. And if you don't know him, I would cancel everything and just do that first because you want to know him. He's coming. He's coming soon. He's asking me to tell you that. He is coming. He's just on the other side of the door. He's knocking at the door. I heard him knocking. And um, he's saying, I'm just about ready to turn that handle. And he's going to rescue us from all this evil that's going on in the world. And he said in Matthew 24, that's going to get pretty bad. And God is going to come. God is going to make the Jesus is coming early because otherwise we're not going to be able to handle it. It's going to be so terrible. And so now is the time. He's saying, get ready. And what you're doing here and now and whether your prayers are answered here or now are good, is a good indication of whether or not you're going to be leaving with him when this, is, when this all comes down. And so if you're calling those things to be not as though they were and your prayers aren't being answered, um, maybe like they used to be, for me that's how it was, like they used to be, then ask him, get on your knees and say, correct me. You know, he said that he corrects those he loved. He loves in Revelation 3.19, he said that he corrects those that he loves. And he's going to correct you. And you want him to correct you now while there's time to still get it right. You don't want to have him stand before you on that day and say, I didn't know you. The Message Bible, when I was reading about the virgins today, he said, did I know you? No, I didn't know you. 
And you know, I, I, I feel like he's giving us that attitude is because that's how we act. Oh, did you tell me to do that? Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot. I didn't take it seriously, and so he's not going to take us seriously, right? If he asks you to write a couple books, if he asks you to tell a person on the street that he's coming, and you don't want to do it, you don't feel like it, you didn't take him seriously, then you're saying, oh, I didn't really know Jesus, so I'm not going to say nothing. It's, you know, if you're going to be nonchalant about it, he's going to be nonchalant about it. The Bible says that. What you give, you're going to get back. What you sow is what you reap. I was thinking, and I talked about this yesterday, and I was listening to the video I was editing, and I just feel like God is bringing it to my mind again. My mom tried so hard to get there. She made sure she had everything going on right to get to heaven. She wasn't nonchalant about it at all. In fact, she just decided at age 83, it was time to go. She said, I need to go. I need to get out of here. I need to go be with my Lord. And, you know, we don't often do that. And she's actually the first person that I prayed for to go. Usually we're afraid and we don't want to go. And um, so in that, we don't press in like my mom did. And you know what? It's not a choice. And, you know, we used to talk about, well, we're going to leave here one way or the other, whether you leave here first, and that can still happen, or if Jesus comes first, you're going to stand before him. But now it's more likely that he's going to come maybe before some of us leave, and we're going to stand before him, and that at that time, we're going to be judged. When he comes, he's going to come for his chosen, and the chosen are those who love him those who obey him and want to be right with him or seeking him like my mom was. She was seeking and seeking and knocking and knocking. And Jesus said, keep on seeking, keep on knocking, and that door will be open to you. So you want to have that correction now. You want to get it right now. You want to practice his way. He said, if you practice lawlessness, he's going to say, I didn't know you. And you know, that means like, what do you do every day? Are you practicing his will? Every day, are you practicing um, lawlessness? Are you disregarding what he said? Is that a practice in your life? And if it is, then he's going to say, he didn't know you. I'm not acquainted with you. So he doesn't want it to be like a thief in the night for you, but it will be if you're, if you're disregarding his command. If you're just living your life like, you know, well, whatever happens, happens, and I hope I get there, but if I don't, well, um, hell is not okay. I think people think hell is okay, but it's not. It's terrible there. And um, you can actually, if, if you want to have a little bit of an idea of it, you can go on YouTube, and some people have been in hell, and they came back to tell about it. And some people have been in heaven and came back to tell about it. So God wants you to know to get ready. Get on your knees. Don't be too prideful. Don't think on that day you're going to be able to talk Jesus into something because you're not. And, you know, he doesn't play favorites and he never changes. And so he can't do good for one of his, or break the law, I should say. He wants to do good for all of us. And he doesn't do one, good for one and not the other, but those who follow after him. Those who keep his commandments, that's what it says. The word says that in Romans 2, I believe 11 through 13. And so he doesn't play favoritism. He doesn't do for one that he won't do for another. So in other words, um, if you have 10 kids and you break the law for one because that one's your favorite one, then that isn't fair. And so God is saying, I'm not going to do that. 
you got the book and you got to come in agreement with me. And then when you come in agreement with me, I'll be good, right? It'll be good. So Revelation 3.20 says that um, Jesus said, if you invite him to come live on the inside of you, he's, he's knocking at the door of your heart. And if you invite him in, he will come in and he will dine with you. And um, so I want to pray that prayer with you. If you want to do that, ask him to come live on the inside of you and so that he can teach you his spirit living on the inside of you. Jesus said, you have to be born again. You have to be born of the spirit or you won't be able to even see the kingdom of God. You won't be able to see it or understand it. And so many people are in that place. And I, I haven't really known that until... Um, you know, he sent me out recently, and people don't think you got to be born again. You do. And all you do is ask Jesus to come live on the inside of you. And then you're born of the Spirit, and you need to get baptized. You need to be um, um, baptized in water. And so you can read all that in John 3, and you want to do that. You want to do that. You want to be born of the Spirit so you can have understanding. Jesus comes, lives on the inside of you, the Holy Spirit, and he teaches you and guides you and he'll get you ready for heaven. My prayer is, Lord, help me to make it. I want to make it. Help me to obey you because I can't seem to do it on my own. And Jesus said, you can't do anything apart from me. And so it's not something that you have to try. And actually, God was showing me that this morning. I ran into someone and um, it just seemed like her son was so overwhelming for her that she couldn't do anything about it. And so she gave up and decided, I guess I'm going to go to hell. And he was showing me this morning, a lot of people are in that place. And you don't have to just give up and go to hell. Just ask Jesus to help you. He said, apart from me, you can do nothing. So just bow down to him. Bow down to him and let him do that work in you. Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He said that. So do you want to say that prayer with me? You want to ask Jesus to come live on the inside of you so that you can get ready for heaven, so that he can teach you, so that he can show you where your sin is. And speaking of sin, people think, oh, I can't live without sin. Of course you can. When Jesus lives on the inside of you, he's not going to guide you in sin. He's going to guide you in righteousness and you get to live sin free. It doesn't mean he doesn't forgive you of your past sin or if you mess up, he's not going to forgive you. He is. He, that's, why, that's why he got on the cross. And if you didn't know, he got on the cross for you, gave up his life for you. So one, that God's spirit could live on the inside of you and so that you wouldn't have to sin anymore. And so when the Holy Spirit comes and lives on the inside of you, he's just going to make all that easy for you. But you still have to say, help me, I can't do it. And just say, I want to do it, Lord, but I can't do it. And thank you for helping me do that. So he said, if you call on his name, you will be saved. If you heed his voice, he's going to come and live on the inside of you and teach you how to live with him here and now and for eternity. And that's the thing. That's the point I hope I got across today is we have to live with him here and now. Jesus said, the kingdom of God is in here or there, but it's within you. When you get born again and the Holy Spirit comes and lives on the inside of you, the kingdom of God is within you. And so you live in the kingdom of God here, and then he prepares you to live with him when he leave, when you leave here. So it's so cool. He's so good. He's so in love with us. And just say that prayer with me, would you? Jesus, we thank you and praise you that you would come and live on the inside of us. Be our God. Fill us with your spirit. Teach us right from wrong. 
convict us, help us not to be going to hell, but to to oblige you, to obey you, and to know that your way is good, your way is love, and we want to live your way. We want to live your way, Lord. Please help us. Please help us to do that. It's like God is saying, he's got a word for us right now. So let's see what it's going to be. Okay, so many of you are calling out to me, and I am answering you. I'm giving you instruction, and you're not recognizing it because it's not a direct answer to your question. But this is the Lord your God, and I answer with wisdom, with direction. And so listen carefully and know that I'm giving you the answer by your obedience to me. Whatever you hear me tell you to do, and when you do that, then those answers will come. Thank you, Lord. I just feel like that actually saying that goes along with what I said um, when I when he was correcting me, and I said, "Lord, this isn't happening anymore. Why aren't these things happening?" And I'm calling things, and my prayers aren't being answered. And he was giving me instruction, but I wasn't recognizing it. So we got to get to know him and know um, when he when he's answering your prayer, he's constantly giving you instruction and preparing you for that answer and for heaven. So. Get on your knees and get ready. Please the Father. It's impossible to please Him without faith. Have faith enough to get on your face and have faith enough to know that He's smarter than you and He knows what's holding you back. He knows um, whether you're going to enter or whether you're not. And more than likely, you need instruction. We all do because He's so high. He's so His ways are so much higher than our ways. He's so good. So thank you so much for listening today and get ready for heaven. Get on your knees. And if you said that prayer for the first time, I'd love it so much if you let me know. Thanks so much for listening today. God bless you.